0: Welcome to the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast.
1: I'd like to welcome everybody to this special edition of the Broken Token Classic Arcade and Pinball Podcast. I'm Whitney. I'm Brent. I'm Christy. Hey, we've got we've got our roundtable here doing our live streaming events from the 2014 Louisville Arcade Expo. Uh, so appreciate everybody listening to uh, to the special episode number one and two uh, that was from our Friday and Saturday night coverage. Now this uh, special episode, like I say, is uh, number three of three. And what makes this episode, I think, really ring uh, ring home with us is the the people that that we had the opportunity to sit and listen to on this on this particular episode. This is a uh, audio only capture from the John Trudeau uh, seminar that was put on Saturday afternoon at the Louisville Arcade Expo, and uh, we also had the good fortune of being able to Skype in Mr. Python Angelo. And Python comes in towards the latter part of this uh, of this seminar recording, and we had the like I said, we had the good fortune of listening to John. He told us uh, he tells lots of good stories from his time uh, in in pinball design. But towards the end of this, we were able to get uh, Python in, and John and Python just talked had a very candid conversation and uh, for everyone who's familiar with python you know i'm sure you you know of his medical condition current medical condition uh and the terminal nature of it and so we felt very fortunate to get python uh, to get python on the line and listen to python tell stories as only python can do
2: python is very much the philosopher not just of pinball but of life so as Whitney mentioned he he just he, he just kind of was python. He related some stories and talked about old times and good friends and uh it, it was very very heartfelt. It, 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 it was, was it was uh, it, it was an amazing event to be uh, a part of.
1: Yeah, and if we sound a little somber right now, it's it's probably just because of of what it was. I mean, it was awesome, but it was also very um it, it, it was also very gut-checking at the same point because you realize the, the whole scenario and, and the situation that was at play, but it was just fantastic to see Python be Python and definitely want to give a, a special shout out to Mr. James Laughlin. Uh, James was also there, uh, kind of working behind the scenes, the scenes with us. He was uh, doing a lot of coordination. His son was, uh, was actually at Python's house and was doing some of the Skype coordination with us for, you know, for the call scheduling and everything like that. So James, thank you uh, for that. So I, I would say, Brent. Uh, without further ado, we probably ought to go ahead and roll in, and let's uh, let's listen to Mr. John Trudeau tell us about his time in the pinball industry. As we're listening, yeah,
2: we thought that it was fair to let Python be Python, mm-hmm. and for those oh, thank, that, yeah, thank you, Brent. For thank those you. that haven't listened to Python, he can be a little colorful. Uh, very, and uh, um, that's cool. Though. That's that's that, it's, it's Python. Cool. It's
1: Python. It's cool that way.
2: So we went ahead and decided to let Python be Python and present present it in its entirety mm-hmm. as Un- it was recorded uncut uncut so uh, i just wanted to let everyone know that as as we get toward the end of, uh, of the session that uh there may be some things in there that it might be a good idea to hit pause on depending on where you're if, listening to the episode if, at.
1: if kids are around there's uh, you know, Python Python lets it roll, and the, the discussion has you know has some uh, some adult language in it and everything, but it tells the story, and I think that's I think that's I think that's what, worth telling. I, I think I think it's worth telling because. He, he was he's the kind of guy that you could listen to literally for eight hours and never and not get tired of listening to him just because it's story after story and and just uh it's ide- relatable to life it's, and it's, it's, yeah it's idea after idea and and everything just flows together and hooks together, and you don't even really realize the time that you've spent listening to him you've just you've considered it an education
2: so without further ado, yeah,
1: go ahead and roll in and let's listen to Mr. John Trudeau and Python Angelo.
3: Good afternoon, everyone. My name is John Trudeau, presently employed by Stern Pinball. Thank you very much. It was a long, dry spell there between employments in pinball. And the interval was not so nice. (laughs) So I'm glad to be back, enjoying doing what I really enjoy doing. I'm going to run you a little slideshow. Basically, this is based on my time. In pinball, period. Well, I'm gonna have to sit down and grab the mouse here. <laughs> okay, why is it not changing? I mean, I gotta go over here. Oh boy, okay. <laughs> Anyhow, in my youth, we uh, we had pinball machines, but we also had bingo machines. Which you don't see too many of, because basically they were just gambling machines. And we had a a good time, there were no flippers on these, there was just 25 holes and the ball was about, I believe it was about an inch and a quarter, it was bigger than a pinball. But the object is to get the the bingo across the the bingo uh, board in in the back glass. And you would win credits. Oh, there's somebody from 19, <laughs> and back in the youth, back in my days, when I started playing pinball when I was in, in the service. And these are the games that uh, typically we we ran into, all EMs, of course. And then I started a game plan. I went in and asked to see if, we, if they could use a uh, a, a troubleshooter. And they gave me a little test. They says, yeah, you're good. We'll come in and we'll start you in, in the factory uh, troubleshooting the games coming down the line. I did that for about a year. Uh, I'm losing my, I'm losing my uh, cursor here. Where is it? There we are. Sorry. Uh, these are the games that I cut my teeth uh, checking out. They were, of course, the cocktail machines. That's what Game Plan was making at the time. Very simple stuff. They eventually got into the big games with the sharpshooter. Uh, excellent game for a first effort. It did, it did quite well for them. I had nothing to do with the design on it, but I helped build them. I also did some artwork, and I used to love to do comic books. And I got into the engineering end by submitting some sketches that I did. And one of the uh well actually the head engineer there, said I asked me to come in and do some artwork for them. And this was the project they asked me to do was Global Warfare, which turned into ten games. And I believe there's one here today. Is there? Yeah. Okay, I gotta go see that one. But that was my lone um venture into artwork. And I think it's a good thing I helped clean up uh, this one. This is another game plan, uh, Pinball Lizard. It was a nice little game, too. But then they got out of pinball, and they had me doing uh, artwork for these stencils on on the cabinets for videos. But it wasn't really my cup of tea, so I got an offer to go over to Gottlieb. And I jumped, because it was going to continue to make pinball machines. This is my first production game. It's the Whitewood from Rocky. If you'll notice between this and the final game, there is a bumper missing from the final game. We took this one, this bumper out here, out, which opened the game up a lot more nicer long shots were made available. After the rock, we oh, this, this is the glass from the movie. They made about a half a dozen of these because these could break. So they used this for the uh, machine in Rocky three. So when uh, Paulie threw the bottle at the, at the uh, back glass, this thing shattered into a million pieces. Of course, anybody knows that if you do that on a regular back glass, it the bottle will bounce off. They're tempered. My second game that made production was Spirit. These, this is the whitewood from that. And the brochures. This is just a little, uh, small, second level. Not much of a production numbers, but times are getting tough in pinball. They had me design a play field that I was wanted to be a sci fi and ended up being a soccer game. And it was kinda of just taken away from me. So I did I did design it, but not as a soccer game. Anybody recognize this one? Yeah, it looks a little different back there, huh? That's the way it started, the wood. Cuber was a, a, uh, another adventure. We had a very successful video game going at the time. This was still while it was godly. And he says, let's make a pinball. I said, okay, here you go. And I tried to emulate the, uh, the gameplay from the video game on this. It's an unusual game, to say the least. Why am I going back and forth here? There we go. And then we got a project from Columbia Pictures shoved our way. Uh, they wanted us to do a pinball machine called Krull. I uh, did one, and Ed Krinsky did another, and Ed's version of this is not uh, documented in any way, unfortunately, but he had used an entirely transparent upper level and had a lower level underneath it that just switched the illumination on and off, and it was, the effect was just devastating. It was fantastic. Um, the reason that his wasn't selected was just uh, dollars and cents to make a game out of that pl- Half-inch plexiglass on the upper level is just way too expensive. A lot of re-engineering had to be done. Nothing went in. There were no wood screws allowed. You can guess what, what it all was. But this is the whitewood for Krull. And fortunately, before it left the company, we took some stills. And these are basically the only stills that were ever taken of it before it left the company. This is a picture of the actual painting for crawl. I don't remember the gentleman's name now that, that painted this sorry I apologize <laughs> then we turn to coca-cola who had a better idea and tried to reform us in another, under a new banner called Milestar uh, after that while that happened I did uh, that's why it's moving <laughs> the thing's creeping on me <laughs> Uh, while that was happening, Gameplan decided to use the one layout that I had left over there, and came out with Attila the Hun, which was a surprise to me. I never expected to see this game. I didn't do the artwork. <laughs> you could tell it looks pretty good. <laughs> but back at uh, Milestar, the object was don't spend any money, so everything was single level, single ball. This was this one turned out to be the games. And this was done about 1980 uh, to coincide with the Los Angeles uh, Olympics. These pictures we have are the actual uh, positive transparencies that uh, we used for the brochures. I still have a few of them somewhere. And then we went, and I went and changed the things up a little bit and just tried to talk them into uh, something a little extra. And I got multiball, which was uh, nobody wanted to... Uh, spend any money, and it turned into Alien Star, which I saw over here, too. I see this one every once in a while. And this is a two-ball game, and there again is the uh, production photograph. After Milestar finally folded, we were able to get enough people together to invest in a, another pinball company called Premier Technology. And this is John Beers. He is one of the guys that came over from Gottlieb. And Adolf Seitz, Jr., he's another one of the guys that came over from Magali. And the three of us, besides the, uh, the principals with the money, are responsible, I guess, for uh, getting Premier going. The first game out of the shoot was uh, touchdown, which was sampled at at Milestar, and the production was done at uh, Premier along with the continuation of production of El Dorado, which was a uh, redesign of an old game by Ed Krinsky. Not a redesign, a re-art. Come on, come on, there we go. This is the only brochure that I've ever seen It was one-sided. That's how frugal it was getting. Next game we, did, we had coming up to shoot was uh, Ice Fever. This had, these are pretty simple games. We just had to, uh, uh, sorry, we had to uh, get something on on the line, keep everybody rolling along. Get the factory going. I saw this game over here, and I'm surprised. I don't see these too often. But I think most most of these ended up in somebody's basement. And this is the Chicago Cubs. This is the only NBA, uh, NBA, uh, MLB team that was ever licensed for a pinball machine. Be nice something to revisit. Not necessarily the Cubs, but uh, maybe Major League Baseball. Period. We actually did sell the glasses by themselves too. A little bit of the production line, and there's that funny guy again. Then I had another idea. Let's try to do some wrestling. Wrestling is a popular idea. So we did some tag team pinball. And this also had the capability of playing teams, one and three versus two and four, and they would both work on the same score. So you could actually be tag teams. Uh, these two clowns <laughs> uh, were our models. The inset of the uh, the miniature... Picture at the bottom, or a smaller picture at the bottom, was there because we had to put it there. Unfortunately, uh, the gentleman on the left, uh his well, let's say his anatomy was a little too exposed on the uh, on the shorts, so we had to cover it up somehow. We liked the rest of the picture except for that, so we just threw that in there. It came out okay, I guess. And tag team pinball too, and we did rock. And I got a call from Steve Ritchie on this one. He says, "How dare you put out a game without any jet bumpers?" But we, we've been we've been good friends ever since then. Oops, sorry, I'm getting here too fast. So as you can see, there are no jet bumpers. I just substituted a jet area for a smaller playfield. And this is the first show they were at. And a little card, the brochure. And Rock Pinball was actually the first game that had a translight. And this is it. Ta-da. We didn't take a picture of the first, on the first one. We actually used artwork, which is kind of where we're back to now. Rock was very popular. We did a uh, sound and back uh, translate uh, upgrade that you could purchase and then put it in your Rock pinball with all new sounds and a new new translate. And we did actually make a few dedicated games too. Into Raven, the girl and on the right was the. Uh, girlfriend of somebody involved with the, with the production of this thing. I'm not sure who, but we had gone through at least two dozen models, and they're all pretty girls, but to get somebody who had some biceps on her was almost impossible. This girl was an aerobics instructor, so she was just perfect, and she was pretty. So I said, okay, let's do it. She's now the Raven girl. I hated this picture. It looks like it's a blowtorch coming out of her gun. I says, what happened to muzzle flash? And nobody caught it. Very disappointed. This helicopter is a crop duster. And they took the uh, the undercarriage out by photoshopping it. But it looks good and blurred up like that. And then I was fortunate enough to rip off Miami Vice. <laughs> we did a Hollywood eat. I saw one of those there here too, but it's not working. I like playing this one every time I can can get my hands on one there's a little bit of trivia on this glass here this is actually shot on Ocean Drive or Ocean Boulevard I'm not sure which in Miami the clouds of course are nicely faked in and the the models are that model this guy kind of looks like Don Johnson and the girls of course are just girls from Miami the lights on the Carlisle Hotel here were this this light here was out when we took the picture so they took one of these and cut it and pasted it over here, but they forgot to do it on the car. So there's only two reflections, and then this one was out. It's stuff you catch years later. It's amazing. I said, oh, man. And Jeff Walker, he was our our sales guy. He always mugged for these things. <laughs> After Hollywood Heat, I did a tribute to a movie that I just think is so far before its time, Metropolis. Oop, wrong way. Sorry. And I did Genesis. I actually wanted this game to be in black and white. And maybe just the inserts would be the the color elements. But I was voted out of that. That's probably one of my favorites from, from the premiere days. And then, of course, let's go rip off Top Gun. And we did Gold Wings. And to get these lights on this this stupid little topper here to, to go when the photographer wanted. He's holding a switch back here. And he actually, okay now, click. And then he took the picture. So these lights would go off. Crazy stuff. Actually, there's another little trivia. The, the cabinet was voted on to be blue with white stripes in it on the side. There was a version that was white with blue stripes and it looked just fantastic. But I couldn't convince them to go out with a white cab, and he says, no, it's going to look dirty right away. I says, yeah, but it looks gorgeous. It looked like dress whites, and it's what it came off to me as. And everybody liked it, but we made it in blue. Monte Carlo was a lot of fun, too. I kind of unloaded the bank on this one, figuratively speaking. Uh, four drop target banks, a, a spinning wheel, um, a, a Stargate ramp, which is an up-down ramp, and it played real well. Along this... Along about this time, we uh, also tried to diversify Premier into making cables for other people and actually doing uh, PC boards because we had wave solder machines there. And we were doing our own board sets in-house, literally in-house. Didn't work out so well, but it was a venture. This is the, the facility in, in Bensonville that the, game, the pinballs were made at. And this facility was in Fargo, North Dakota. And I still don't know to this day why our cables came from Fargo, North Dakota. But the truck used to come in twice a week and drop the cables off and go back and pick them some more. <laughs> there was something going on there. I don't know what it was. <laughs> and then we have spring break. This is a nice little auto shooter game. Multiball. TX Sector, Whitewood. This one has regained some popularity, or should I say, gained some popularity lately. It's an unusual game. There's also an unusual flyer here. The flyer was a tip-in for the trade publications. It was a huge piece, almost 17, uh, 1722? No, 1117? Eh, forget. 1722. But it was folded in fours. You couldn't find one that was flat. So I have one, and this is it, and it's got creases in it. I'd love to, to get a press sheet that wasn't creased, but they never came out that way. They just weren't available. And this is Victory. Believe it or not, Victory actually had a lower level with a reverse pitch like Black Hole and Unannounced it, but due to economic reasons, uh, they decided just the two levels was enough, and Victory lost its lower level. This is the four-page brochure, too. It was something that we didn't usually do. And we went to this back to a uh, single-level game, and I designed Silver Slugger for them. And this was uh, met with by the operators with a lot of enthusiasm. It was a, a less expensive game, and it, and it earned quite well. Also got involved in making cocktail pinballs again. Something came out of left field by a company called, and I'm at a loss right here. Um, Anyhow, they they wanted us to license them a couple of games, and they wanted to make cocktail pinball machines. So we did make one called uh, Night Moves, and that was received pretty well. So they said, let's go ahead with a second model. No, I'm going the wrong way again. And that was Caribbean Cruise, which is a pretty good game. It's a multi-ball game, and you don't see many of these. In fact, that might be the only one as far as a cocktail format is concerned. If I had one, I'd like to have this one. I don't have it we did a couple of retro designs robo war came out and it was supposed to be a retro or new version of Sinbad uh, trying to emulate the layout a little bit but not exactly and there were two games that they wanted to redo it was Sinbad and um, what is this one I can't read it from here yeah, but Excalibur is the remake but this is the this is the I'm sorry countdown yes uh, this is the, the the one that they wanted to emulate again and this is what we came up with I can't believe I did all these games so fast the last game I left them with was a uh, was deadly weapon uh I, I left it as a whitewood and of course when you leave something everybody's got to get their fingers into it <laughs> I left and then went to uh, Williams Bally midway Got involved with uh, a fellow named Python Angelo, and we did this one and this one. Almost simultaneously, we were working on them both. Now, Python also co-designed this one. He had this thing partially laid out, and I came in and finished it with him. And this one turned out to be a real successful game. The Machine, Black Rose, I've still got some brochures, anybody's interested. <laughs> but I didn't like this game, I liked the way it, came, it laid out. The Canon feature worked pretty well. I hope it's still working pretty well, but we'll see. A little trivia on this. We've got a uh, the artist here is Pat McMahon. I believe this might be Mark Ritchie. This is uh, Greg Ferreres. He was the art director. And this guy with the knife in his teeth is moi painted in. And then came the Creech. Come on, there you go. Claws for applause had fun doing this one this is a this is probably the, the one game I had the most fun doing when I was at Williams although all of them were fun this one was the most fun because we just had we, we hit upon a, a really good theme to go with the 3d movie uh, when I reproached the management about this one originally, they thought I was nuts. He says, what do you do, want to do with a 3D black and white movie in 1953 yet? I says, trust me on this. I got other ideas. And so I had tried to explain what I wanted to do, and they decided, well, it might be okay. And they let me run with it. We actually went through and put 3D comic book pages on the play field just to see if we could get that look and have you wear anaglyph glasses, the red and green glasses. Too much. Ah, we're moving again. <laughs> There's been quite some uh, flurry of uh, uh, action on these. No, I got oh, some. Wait, thank you, okay, thank that's you. That's... Arrow right and left. Yes. No, this is all right. Uh, these, this, uh, the statue here is the one on the right side uh, in gray is the one that actually was used for the hologram, and we made a mold of it. Actually, this wasn't the original. The original made the mold. This is the one that came out of the mold and painted that uh, uh, in, in shades of gray. And that's what they needed to, to make the hologram, shades of gray. Once we had the hologram done, I took the second one out of the mold and painted it in shades of green. And I still have this one sitting in my closet, collecting dust. <laughs> the, the, the long arm on this was actually a uh, part of a second mold. So the, the arm comes off, and right now i got the two pieces, and they're sitting in the closet. And this is where I got my ideas for the uh, the little stand-ups, too. And we made a patch, too, that uh, unfortunately I, there weren't a whole lot made, but everybody got one. We had almost as much fun with Judge Dredd. A little controversy on the ball lock-up. Uh, didn't go out the way I really liked it. I understand now, though, there is a kit that you can do and uh, retrofit it back the way I originally wanted it. But it's just good for your home, I believe, for the Dead World locks. And the more contemporary games here are pretty much what uh, you'll see around still lately. These were all done in the early 90s. Flintstones was a lot of fun. We got to go to the, uh, uh, let's see who we got the picture here. Yeah, this is the actual armature, they call this, of the, of the bottom arch. And the, the two houses were there. There's the one. There's the other. These are original. These are rotational molds. And there we are in Bedrock. It's Jeff Johnson, Kevin O'Connor, Roger Sharp, and myself. And this is an actual town that they built for the movie in a quarry. This gentleman that runs these quarries, he's got two of them. They're across the street from each other, pretty much. He uses one one year, and then he shifts off and uses the other one on the other year. So this year he wasn't using this one, and they allowed them to build Bedrock inside this we were here about a week before they destroyed this so everything just got lucky we were i didn't we were just fortunate we were we we made it when we did this is the original uh flintstones it was originally conceived as a wide body and at the last minute I says, "No, let's not do another wide body because this was on the heels of Judge Dredd. So it came out to where what the way you see it in the, today. Congo was my last piece that I did for um, for uh, Williams. didn't know it at the time. Uh, this is a, a theme that nobody was really hot for. and I got saddled with it, which was turned out to be okay because I think the game came out pretty good. And of course, my artist, Kevin O'Connor rescued everything. He's a great artist, along with my buddy Python. (laughs) We had a lot of good artists, too. John Yowse, just to name a few. Uh, The playfield, the window in the playfield is the same one from the creature turned upside down. We had something at work, so we did it again. And the last whitewood I had going was Aces Escape from the Bermuda Triangle. And this is basically all that that survives of it. It never got beyond a sketch of the cabinet. The playfield was laid out pretty much in autocad uh we were in the process of building it there are no pictures of it and that's kevin and me and the games we worked on together and then i did uh i wanted to do the beatles and uh i just keep kept hitting a stone wall i had two play fields i had one inverted play field that actually the ball actually rode on the glass and was i don't know if you can see this it's pretty light but the upper playfield was up here in a mezzanine type of thing and when you shut the lights off on this playfield you actually saw a reflection of this of this playfield which appeared to be down here and it was quite a uh, quite a nice effect but they didn't want anything to do with it right then and beyond i left pinball not by my own accord uh did did a few different things. Went to ICE when they said they wanted to make pinball machines. They're in uh just outside of Buffalo, New York. I did this layout for them. This was supposed to be Caddyshack. We had Bill Murray lined up and I believe we may have actually made contact with Rodney Dangerfield too, or at least his people. But it never got further than the three D SolidWorks model that I made for them. Which is another little skill that I picked up. In the in the interim, SolidWorks saved my butt. I got an opportunity from Fox Sports to do a game design for them. They wanted to do something for the Major League uh, All-Star game in, 19, in 2004, I believe. It was the Detroit, and I actually laid a game out for them, and they used it on the commercial, and this was the SolidWorks model. And then I did one more that didn't go anywhere, but it's still being built. These guys, four years later, are still kicking away at this uh, homage to Forbidden Planet, which is one of my favorite classic sci-fi movies. And all these guys involved, too. Everybody's doing it in their spare time. This is pretty much how it looks right today. It's getting its guts right now. It's a system. I'm not sure what they're using. I heard maybe a P-Rock, but it doesn't mean anything to me. But the play field is up and it's 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 shootable and everything seems to work real well. Maybe we'll see a game this summer maybe not <laughs> and yeah they, they've got a nice big display back here kind of cool and that was game over until recently and I got an opportunity to uh don't pay attention to these guys. I got an opportunity to come back to work for a pinball machine company. And I've got a couple of more things here. I don't know if you guys have seen these yet, but this is a Whitewood of Mustang. This is the first one we built, and this was the uh, Pro model. Uh, the crossover ramp that you see here is not in the finished Pro model. It is in the premium NLE. Uh, it took, I managed to get two shots off. <laughs> and that's it. And then the rest of these... Or this is a picture of the the first game coming off the line. This one went to a show in New Orleans just as a, a demonstrator. It had a real simple code in it, and we also sent uh, seven machines to the Chicago Auto Show. And we also had this simple show code we called. And it was a two-minute, pretty much timed game. Very easy to achieve multiball. And everybody loved it because you got a two-minute get-in, get-out experience. And people were continuously playing these seven games. Uh, they all worked well. Everybody was happy. We received a lot of positive response on, the, on the, uh, the mode of play. And it might be included in uh, the production model. But these are pictures you guys can see uh, online. Uh, this is me making love to my uh, first game from Stur. It comes with a, lo- a whole bunch of different cars too. Different. You can take these off. The, the, these are uh, Maisto company uh, automobiles. Uh, you can also put uh, models from uh, M2. I believe is the other company that'll that'll fit on there. Uh, is that it? No, almost. Okay, and then I've got a couple more pictures, and then we can go to Q&A. Now, the premium, I don't know if everybody's seen these. These are also available online. And one more of the LE, which became top secret on me. Uh, We had a car on there, but apparently Ford doesn't want to let the cat out of the bag until the 17th of uh, May, April, I'm not sure. So... The ads got uh nixed, so to speak there I am I'm losing this thing and in the last picture is the uh l e playfield, which features a uh let's see if we can go in yeah so we got uh, a couple of new rollover targets here that come up these are road hazard targets the ramp the crossover ramp is back we also have a um, a moving turntable in the uh, uh l e that uh, will line up to get you the letters in the back panel of the Mustang, and it makes it a little more fun, another feature to go shoot at. This game is really fast. I have one in my office, and it's just like I get pains in my wrist from playing it. It's hard. But anyhow, that completes the slideshow for today. And thank you very much. I'd be glad to answer any questions we got. Let's see what we got. I'm trying to get this thing to go to come down. There it goes. Okay. Now you got to go over to the microphone. <laughs> but I'll stand up on there. Thanks for not laughing too much, guys. <laughs> Are the cars on the LE interchangeable too? Yeah, I can't even hear you with the microphone. <laughs> what do we got? We're gonna need a little more amplification on that one. Are the cars interchangeable on the LE too? Yes. Yes, very much so. You can customize a car and put it on there. So if you've got a particular model Mustang that you really love, and you've made a model of it, and if it's by Maisto or M2, you can put it on. There's, the screw holes are all there. <laughs> it's really easy to do. Quick question. Uh, sure. Why, do you, did you have anything to do with the two-ball, multi-ball, and creature, and not anything more than two-balls? Oh, yeah. Balls? No, no, we tried three. Yeah. And it was just too much. It was like there's no way to – do anything on the game. It was was a total defensive battle. It seemed like the balls were always right there by the flippers. And you couldn't get them away, get them away, get them away. And I said, well, let's try two. And shooting that one ball up the ramp and letting go around and around and sit and now you're sitting with the other ball is shooting jackpots. Boom, boom, boom. And it worked out real well. Yeah. Anybody else? Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> please do and making you guys walk over there it's tough <laughs> okay do you have any Brian Eddy stories <laughs> Brian and I worked on Black Rose together I believe right was that Black Rose yes it was uh, he did the programming he did not he was not doing any design work uh, but he did the programming. So he's a very multi-talented individual. And then when, he, when his first game was Shadow, I believe, uh, very good game. And then Medieval Madness, of course, lives beyond its years. Yeah, uh, you know, he's a good guy. He's, uh, and, you know, everybody that was in the, into this industry, pretty much everybody, uh, were, were very um, extroverted people. Within, within themselves, the group. And it was a lot of fun. We did a, there was a lot of laughter. There was, was a little bit of in, infighting, but not too much. Very rare. Very rare. Except with a few people who were just crabby. <laughs> Anybody else? Hey. How you doing? <laughs> Good to see you. Go ahead. You can yell. Did you work at us on a game called Dunkin' Angle? Did I work at ICE on a game called Dunkin' Alien? Yes, I did. Yeah, that was me. Uh, They wanted me to do something with an alley roller, and I came up with the the dunk tank routine and the swinging target that came back and forth. And that's my extensive design work in in Redemption. (laughs) That's the only one. And I actually ran into those games in uh, in the UK, of all places. Yeah, yeah. And well, they're in Chuck E. Cheese. They were kind of like in bed with ICE, and so they got all their stuff first. Uh, okay, be nice to the little kids. <laughs> Anyone else? Go, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, was there a, any like a movie or books that you wanted to make into a pinball that you either couldn't for you know reasons either. There's got to be dozens, really. Um, uh, Yeah, I would say there probably were. But uh, for one reason or another, you only got so much time. And like something like Forbidden Planet, you know, I I would love to have seen that done properly. When we started that project, Leslie Nielsen and Anne Francis were still alive. And unfortunately, they've passed in the last four or five years. And. There's nobody left except the robot. So, yeah, there, there are, I, I couldn't name anything right off the top of my head. I was really getting into some obscure stuff. I was thought well, maybe we can do a West Side Story game. It was, you know, was just something totally bizarre. It was when we when did Phantom of the Opera, you know, and I said, well, let's do another one. And uh, it never got past just a, a brainstorm or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Okay, we're good. All right, now we're going to go to. Oh, you have a question? Please go ahead. I have so many questions. We don't gonna have. To oh have well, them. you can give me one now, and then you can talk to me later. You have any? Are they producing any flyers for Mustang? Oh have, sure. I am I'm, I'm a week early. I would have had them next week. Oh okay. Yeah no, I saw the 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 proof, but not the press proof. So they're ready to go. I brought some not here, they're over there. I brought some uh, index cards that are promotional cards that I'd be glad to sign and and just give them away to to anybody who wants one. And the company you were trying to remember is International Concepts? That's it. (laughs) Uh, Can you explain what that was about? I mean, they only made two cocktail... Yeah, they had an idea. They wanted to license territories. And they would talk people into investing money into their uh, territory that was an exclusive territory and they would get a pinball machine for that territory and nobody was supposed to invade other people's territory and you know how that works it doesn't (laughs) but they didn't sell enough machines to make two models and I was surprised I got the request to do another one but they're fun to make they're hard to make but they're fun it's just that they're, they're so short and so wide. It's tough to get them going. Good question, international concepts. <laughs> now, along the same base, I actually have both cocktails in that shape. Beautiful. Which one's your favorite and why? Oh, Caribbean Cruze. It's multi-ball. It's, the layout is much better. Uh, Night Moves was a uh, my first effort, mm-hmm. pretty much. And I, I did it very conventional, flippers down the middle, what they call the Italian bottom. And I don't know why they call it that, but thats it's been a pin speak for a long time. And I moved the flippers over on Caribbean cruise and put a, a third one on the left side. And so as I split the play field a little bit, which I did in Gold Wings also, but I thought in this in that venue it would work a little better, and I think it did. I actually got four flippers in that cocktail machine. That's amazing. And multi ball. Yeah. Nice. Okay, guys? Great. Now we're gonna do a little thingy. Yeah, are, go ahead. Are you ready, John? We can yeah, go ahead and yeah. fire it up. Okay.
1: Hey, this is Whitney. And this is Brian. And we're coming to you guys intermission style, so we apologize for interjecting in the middle of uh the John Trudeau seminar, but
2: we had a small recording issue it off happens. the board. It, it happens. happens. Yep. Uh, once we once we added Python Skype conversation into the
1: mix. We overloaded the board, dude. It blew up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you ever seen a flyback go up?
1: Yeah, it melted. It just melted in a pile of slag. So no. we were able to,
2: to salvage some audio mm-hmm. um, from the camera feed. Yes, yes. And Th-
1: then, thank goodness for that. Because we've got it all. It just doesn't sound like it did, it, like it would have if it were actually coming off the board. Correct. So yeah. from
2: this point on, what we've done is we've uh, lifted the audio from the camera feed. We're going to append that to mm-hmm. uh, to the end of, of John's presentation. Yeah. In effect, it's... All
1: there, all the content it's all the is same. there. You're not missing a thing. It just sounds different. It's from going this to sound a little, on.
2: It's going to sound a little different. Yeah, yeah. And you know, this is a good opportunity. I would encourage everyone to check out uh, the Roken Token YouTube page mm-hmm. and get the full video version yes. of this entire presentation, including the Python segment.
1: Yeah, because it was great to see Python in person and to see John interact with him was something else. We did have a couple of internet connectivity issues during the during the Python segment where the Skype call dropped, but we were able. Able to get Python right back on, and we were talking with Python kind of behind the scenes. Uh, Mr. James Laughlin was there, and he was communicating with the son who was uh, who was there on site and everything. So they were able to get it all sorted out, even on Python side. But uh, you know, it, we we persevered and pushed through, and I think we've got a tremendous tremendous conversation here for everybody to hear.
2: So without further ado, uh, let us transition into the John Trudeau and Python Angelo Skype session.
4: Is everybody familiar with Python? Uh, he's a uh, designer and artist that I've worked with for a little bit, a couple of years. Hello Python, how are you sir? Now you got to put the headsets on. Hey John. How are you sir? I'll find out that I'm scared with you.
5: <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. what you guys do? We're doing okay. Who's over there? Can you introduce me to the audience? Python,
4: right this is everybody. There's a whole room full of people here. Gotcha. Hi, guys. You, can you see the camera? Yeah, yeah, Beautiful, okay.
5: beautiful. Yeah, I sure camera.
4: Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, anybody, uh... How do I want to take this
5: over? Well, I'd like, I'd like to open by thanking uh, all for all the donations for my online drive, for my medical bills. And uh, I was totally stunned and uh, honored. I have a special thanks for Josh Sharp, Zach Sharp, and Roger Sharp. Uh, you know, I called Roger Sharp. Uh, the Jesus of people. If Steve Rich is the king of people, I said uh, Roger Sharp is the Jesus Christ of people. So uh, his sons are different, def- definitely uh, his best disciples. I thought I was one, but Zach and Josh take the honors. I'd like to also say Paul Kieffer, James Lavin from uh, uh, people League And, uh, John Bello, uh, is one of the unknown heroes like QR and Foots, who, uh, made some of my greatest games come to reality. Uh, he's a master sculptor, and he does, uh, toys and dolls, too. Uh, that's why he's so good at doing, uh, Happy Meal stuff for the other companies. And, um, I'd like to thank also, um, uh, substantial donors like Futsal River, Roger Sharp, Joe Cavaco. That was a big surprise and uh, uh, because I was always Joe's uh, nightmare from the other side of the aisle from competition. You were the dark uh, side. I was the dark side. (laughs) He he was copying my shit and I was the dark side. Uh, So anyway, uh, thanks to the Greenfield show organizers with me and Jeremy uh, and uh, uh, next I'd like to itemize and analyze uh, my design storylines and plots uh, because basically what I do after guys like you give me a stage, a grand opera, a play is I put together a theater play, uh, a comedy or a weird surrealistic, surrealistic uh, uh, arrangement that entertains and uh, bemuses people. It's very important that this uh, a subject matter that has um, uh, vitality, sincerity, and authenticity. Like the taxi game, which had a Vietnam veteran driving the cab, which was the normally in Chicago besides Iranian drivers, uh, but Williams would not uh, let me put Arta uh, Lachmanian in the driver's seat. They are afraid of a fat one. You in, think? Uh, oh my goodness. Yeah.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh. Or, or, there were a lot of things we couldn't do, but we'd love to have done.
5: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Um, they were so uh, satirical that no matter what, they couldn't copy the police. Uh, the three targets that right now are the luggage for Maryland, uh, they were originally in my script, the three Kennedy brothers. Okay? Jack, John, and uh, Eddie. And you shut the Kennedys down, then you could have Maryland. Well, two of them got shot. So uh, you took her to the airport after you shot the Kennedys and <laughs> the drop targets. Well, you can imagine we um, have.
4: Very going, politically incorrect, by <laughs> the way.
5: Also, Gordon, when Bryce lost the Yeah, door shopping in New York was a true story. And the KGB guards lost them. So I had Gordon in there, the director of course. and uh, He had to return to his dark hotel room. And Santa who had a reindeer accident, wrapped his reindeer around the light pole. And uh, I had to take those out. There was a light pole in the corner with reindeer hanging. Um, But you know how it went, Williams. You weren't there. So um, I want to uh, go to the plots as well as people miniature theaters, or playful layouts. Um, And uh, what uh, I achieved, and I'm very proud of, and that's why John is here, because he's one of my biggest co-conspirators, besides you and Foots, and Mark Ritchie in those days, um, is the fact that all the props the sculpted elements like the police light, the pin bar dome, the uh, taxi dome, uh, the toys and the playfields were all executed by John. I just gave him a polyform sketch. It's called a maquette. It's a sculpture a maquette and John would take it home. He'd take it in the SO and deliver those beautiful finished uh, animatronics. Did you use some of his animatronics? No, I was using oh, uh, no. Jerry cherry Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so, um, uh, you know, the fish, the moving fish, the guy came to me and, uh, I had to get one's approval and he didn't give it to me. I wanted to throw fish that sang and talked. And the guy said, if you guys don't do it, I'll do it. So I said, well, oh, fine, huh? And you know the thing made over uh, 40-something million dollars, the singing best. Yeah, the dogging best. Yeah, yeah, that came from our people, they from came fish the river. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so, um, the tone started with the fireworks in the back of Karma that exploded and choreographed beautiful by uh, another genius that made my games what they are, Bill Footsenreiter, William Futsal writer. We call him Foots. Footsenreiter. Like, Footsenreiter. Like, yep. foots. 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 Foots, and Foots uh, is a genius as far as uh, writing, uh, uh, Oh.
4: We're good Even know what's right here. Oh, yeah, listen. I'll, I'll
5: talk about Bugs Bunny and Brian uh, Pinball because we're here. Okay. And we, we had a wonderful time. Easy. Yeah, we will go to that. We'll leave the best for yes. last. <laughs> <So>, okay. <laughs> it, now, if you look at Bugs uh, Bunny's birthday party, guys, like, uh, and how intricate the cabinet art was okay i pushed the cabinet art notches on the old before and pretty soon it became a piercing contest between me and uh Kebiko and uh, gary stern and i love it they started doing full color Hollywood posters for the cabinet all of a sudden uh Kevin found in his budget money for that of course because python was doing it but, uh, so I gotta be screens. careful what
3: I
4: say here now, but um,
5: I know, but <laughs> the source, I pushed it to screens like police force and the sophisticated. Yes,
4: yeah, we are talking
5: about the past. So just pushing the printing techniques, uh, which is, it's okay. Look, George did some innovations like Jotun, you know, uh, because copying is the best uh compliment somebody can pay. Right. And right. and, and uh, uh, Joe was always right on the money. You know, he was a great promoter of people and yes, he was, was. right yeah. And we have to give him credit for that. The other guys didn't do it. Either because they were afraid of me or because they uh, they didn't have the boss or they just why would they be, be afraid, afraid of you by that? He's such a nice guy. What? I don't In those days? You never know. I, a, I know. I know. I was a different, uh, you know, I was for in Starsville and Transylvania. We all were. We all yeah, were. I belonged in the Dark Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh... Huh? Oh, we have to take a short break. His vibrator battery is dying out. Okay,
4: I guess we'll be back. So,
5: you don't have an extra battery? Wait, I got one. Oh, no, he has to be brought the other. Okay, we'll Take hold a 15 second break.
4: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite a character, this guy. <laughs> and to work with him is even more... <laughs> quite an experience, that's what it's all like. You want
5: to work with me and keep your job. Yeah.
4: <laughs> that was impossible. <laughs> we still got your audio coming through, just the video's not there anymore.
5: Oh, gotcha, you, gotcha. You. Yeah, you were something else. I, I love the fact that you stopped by me with my bullshit and uh, you, you got some great <laughs> stuff done for my machine and the box party, great But I realized what, what what it was, you know. It's,
4: yeah. it was just you being you. I never took any offense at it either. A lot of people did, unfortunately. They're well, lost.
5: Also, They're lost. Also, Your agenda was the game, just like mine. It could give a fuck. If the game was good, if the game was um, good, fun. We have uh, young youngsters here. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> If the game was fun for the kids, I didn't give a, a flying pheasant very <laughs> And, and um, yeah. And, uh, I, my mom overheard me saying, Don't death with my head because I don't give a shit. And she called me in the house and she said, How do you talk to those men? Yeah, I said, They're they construction roofers. Yeah. You know, they're not like college professors. Or so, poor. I went outside and I said, Listen, don't intercourse with my mind because I don't give a feces. <laughs> so I cleaned it up. <laughs>
4: and you're doing all well of so, that uh, normal little shirt you got there.
5: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> getting green, back to all
4: the our projects. What's with the Muppet on the
5: side there? Oh, this one? Yep. Jesus. This is my body. This no, my that's body. not Jesus. This, this is my, my body.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, I, am, yeah. I can do it. I can do it. Can you see him? Oh, yeah. He's right on the edge yeah. of the picture.
5: He writes in my passenger seat. He's my common know, human bodyguard. Gotcha. And my main my main advisor in these days.
4: Well, you know you're not going to get any bad advice from him. Yeah.
5: Okay. I I do for my condition. I do. Oh. Yeah. So I just I just sit there and you know, kind of with my mouth in one position. <laughs> it's the condition after chemo, you know. Uh-huh. And um, yeah. let me take some questions. Okay. Around.
4: Let's do that. Anybody got something for Python? Any questions? Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Question, but we
4: love police force. Okay. There's no question here. There was a comment from young lady she said she loves police force.
5: Yeah this is spoof it's a fable a la La Fontaine where I exchanged uh, uh, characters, real policemen and bandits with animals. Right. And, uh, it was supposed to be Batman the game. But uh, the license fell through because I wanted uh, the Joker, you know, on the backwards, and they wouldn't give me uh, Chad McCosin. So I had to change the subject right away. And, um, yeah, police force was a challenge to to put the, uh, reinforce the law of the jungle, guys. And again, out to uh, high speed, in a sense. Because High Speed was a great game. Steve Ritchie put one of the best kinetical theaters together. And of course, I uh, got the two guys. I uh, went and paid the money to ride in the backseat. And was a really nice state of course. And the rich portraits are in their houses today. So, so, you know, everything that I tried to do was I tried to do with authenticity. Like the amusement park roller coaster faces. I couldn't believe, you never see the faces of the other riders, right? When you're going down the hill, the big drop. It's a blur. So I, yeah, I hate yeah. them.
4: You frozen them in the time. Oh, I think we just lost our feet. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, it did. My, my words were pathetic. did it time out? okay, we'll try and reconnect anybody think of more questions? good, 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 save them, but don't forget them (laughs) this really cheers them up there Okay, we're back. Okay. Our connection timed out.
5: Yeah, oh, okay.
4: So now we're back. We got a couple more questions here. Like thank you first. What was, is there any reason behind the margarita glass in big guns? Is there any reason behind the margarita glass in big guns? Of course <laughs> That's a Python am answer. <laughs> you wanna expand on it or just gonna let it go?
5: Uh, you know what I will because it's been a long time uh, and uh, I think that by now most people with imagination is made up you know I'm like a good writer I leave blank spaces sure, sure. in my novel so the reader can fill in and the more I leave it to the reader to use his imagination the better the novel sure. the better the writing City with a pinball game a pinball game has to leave you with so many wonderful states. Uh, The reason the glass is there is because men who drink fight. And you know that by going to bars or going to a party where there are a few unconscious guys that after uh, five whiskeys start uh, picking fights, even with little boys. Uh, And also, on the other side of the dichotomy is people who fight Drink. Some people drink fight and people who fight drink soldiers when they come from the battle. <coughs> what do they do first thing? They have a cold beer or a shower whiskey, right? I think so. You need one after you kill a lot of people, okay?
4: I do it every time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's go back to the second question here. Okay. Did your parents really name you Python? Did your parents really name you Python?
5: That's a real long story. <laughs> like a snake. Of course not. They hated it and uh, it had the effect I wanted when I took the name. Uh, the name Python I have several stories. Uh, my, my dad, when the nurse gave me to my dad, he said, You have a boy, here's your boy. My dad looked at my anatomy and said, oh my god, his name should be Python. And uh, little, little did, my dad did not know that they didn't cut my identical point yet.
4: Very good. And that's one version of Python. I know, that's enough, I
5: think. we <laughs> still anyway, got kids here. Still got the little mm-hmm. Funny thing just happened, John. Yeah. uh this lady comes to me and says I sell." Say, I go, what do you do she says I sell identity safety insurance
4: identity theft insurance right
5: identity I said she says to me do you want to buy some I have a good deal for you I said listen lady you know what my name is she goes what why don't you let your friends I really said she looks at my driver's license, I said, listen, lady, you're wasting your time. Who is the crazy uh, MF guy <laughs> Very still nice. my identity and has the balls to walk out of the house in the morning and just say, today I'm by <laughs> Yeah, it's a
4: tough, it's a tough one
5: it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's an <laughs> identity theft proof name. Yep. Guaranteed. Yep. Unless you call your kitchen. That's I another mean.
4: <laughs> That doesn't work so well with
5: you. <laughs> I would name my session.
4: Yeah. I believe you
5: would. Uh-huh. You tougher than a boy named Sue or a boy named Python. Uh-huh. And uh, by the way, nobody would mess with him in no, a company no, no, like Williams. No. Like, what
4: What's your name? Yeah. No, no. You would not say it. Yeah. Anyone else? Okay. Hey, John. When you guys were working on the mini blade to right, the pin box, he worked on the mechanics department, he on the Oh, you mean on the head? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Head. This, that was Python's idea. Yeah, he worked. Were you working with JoJo's on the head on, uh, on the Pinball? With JoJo's, yeah. He had that going before I came and joined. He had the head and the whole idea of its turning personalities
5: and I can finish point. up the rest of yeah. By the way, I, I want to specify something. I am just a choreographer and a design uh, scriptwriter. And with some guys like John to bring it to reality, or Joe Joes, or John Ballard, or Futsal, River, my stuff will never come to reality. So the interpreters, it seems like some of the great songs written by Paganini. If there wouldn't have been uh, Mario Lantz or Pavarotti, those songs, they could be sent by a rap artist today, No. So, so there we go, you know, the, the interpreters and the guys like you are absolutely the, I call them the Pavarotti's, and take my operatic arrangements and put them into reality. You well, know? it's a good
4: thing you weren't selling air. So, so... Uh, what else? What now, You questions? were closer to the other guy, the movie Yeah?
5: Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. What's... what's who's in the audience? Do uh, I know sorry. anybody in the audience? I find God.
4: Oh, there was a question about how you came to uh, the United States.
5: Uh, I came on an inflatable dock. Swimming. Swimming. No, I came uh, as a legal alien, uh, as a refugee from communist Romania. There
4: you go.
5: Yeah, and I got naturalized and Americanized and whatever else I You did good. I tried. Yes. I got immobilized.
4: Oh, yeah, well, everybody did. I didn't. I didn't see it coming either. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. One more. Uh, a person. I'm sorry. Oh, is there a nude person on the playfield of a cyclone? <laughs> You don't
5: really have to answer. <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> well, it might be, and. might Yeah, it's right under the influence that I remember. Uh, stuff like that happened. And the next day I find something on a playful, like in Jokers. The guy that moves the king on the side of the window.
4: I always enjoyed finding all those little. Little yeah. nuances in, in, and just about in your art, but it also
5: in other people's art too. But uh, the, the one the master was Dave Christians. He was my guru and my inspiration. Who did the back for the barrel? I think it's a combination.
4: Tony, somebody,
5: Tony Romero.
4: Yeah, that, yeah. Totally, totally. there was a lot of subtleties in that background.
5: <laughs> yeah, but he was influenced by the same guy, who well, I give credit to for some and it's Christian Okay, good. He inspired me to add those little, what I call Mad Magazine. Exactly. Yeah.
4: If you could have folded the back glass, it would have been better, you could get another picture in it. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. Anyone else? Okay, one back there. Was there any artwork that you did that you did not like when you were finished?
5: Yes. Uh, grand Lizard. Okay. Grand Lizard, I was called in, I had two weeks to redo the mess that Paul uh, Ferris. Uh, and uh, it was a nightmare. Drop another man. And also, and also, well, it was a mess. No, I know. I I it was all muddy, and uh, it was a terrible painting. And uh, he told him to get screwed. They didn't want to redo it. And uh, then they called me in, which they knew I didn't give a shit, you know. I. They asked me to yeah. make it sellable. They said if we sell 1,200, we are happy. Just do something. Okay. I said just about that, I suppose.
4: <laughs> oh, we did it again. We lost. Hang on, we're lost here.
5: You got
4: a question? Okay. Okay. Hey, Another drone we open up a book We don't need to do that Python doesn't need We're going to open up a book, <laughs> <laughs> that that. Up a book you ask him question. It was her idea. yeah. Yeah. No, Python doesn't need an excuse either. He doesn't need any material. <laughs> no, it has got you're trying to be the a the I of it. Back? Yeah. Okay. We don't have video, but we have audio. We don't
5: have... I'll spare you the pain. There we the go. Video, the video. Hey, I should get a marker and draw some hair. <laughs> I was just thinking that. you kind of, Your
4: hair kind of migrated low down a little bit, huh?
5: Give me a <laughs> marker. <laughs> Give me a marker. The
4: big one. <laughs> Okay. But, uh, what else? What other questions? Question? Is there a backhand <laughs> version? Is there a more
5: risky version? of the mean, a one. John, there's a huge marker here. Did But
4: did you make a more risqué or uh, explosive version of the backhand, John?
5: Not really, I did a drawing of uh, backus for a poster for the group Fish, and I changed the name from Bacchus to Ferocious, P-H, Ferocious,
4: Felines,
5: okay. and, uh, yeah. and I put in the names of the cat and the dog from their storybook of fish, uh, and uh, he sold at the uh, Colorado Cover City uh, Music Festival where they play uh, to the audience. And it did very well. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Fish, uh I mean, uh, Bad Cats was one of the games that uh, Williams, hang on, hang on. Hello. Hello. No, it's not me. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm talking Romanian. Hello super superma pa! <laughs> <laughs> a This is a Romanian friend of mine who comes to check and his wife sent me soups, lamb heads soups, and uh, stuff you cannot buy. Transylvanian, uh, Transylvanian, um, yeah. you know, special treats. Yeah. Lamb brains with eggs, something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Ram, ram, vegetables. Beautiful, wonderful stuff. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, well, getting back to Beckett. Um So BadCats has been one of the most successful games when it got to Europe, about the interactive production. Because they tendency to uh, take the hype and the uh, sorted machines that other designers had in mind, and screaming for time. One more time. They did that, they did I'm not gonna mention it. They did that time and time again. Okay, as a matter of fact, you and I were sacrificed for the family I want to get by body in three months. Of course. So every family can have an open sanction of life and break all the records. Uh, what really kiss me off is nobody did that return for us. Well we needed them. And it was a fair, a fair game, good game, and they cut it short. Yeah. So, fact um, that was huge here. That's that have, Yeah, it could have sold in Europe. I know that from the years on, and Hans Rosenzweig could have sold at least 30,000 games in Europe. This was very popular, with women actually, which they need
4: Okay, so, uh, that's okay. the no to... So I guess not. <laughs> what? I guess that's it here.
5: Of...
4: What? Okay. okay. One more. One more. One more. Hold on. Oh, you're going to get something right here. Hold on a second. Oh, what? look at what we've ever done. I see something that. Uh, <laughs> that I what? One. You ready? Let yeah, me slide yeah. over here a little bit.
5: Take advantage of my political correctitude.
4: Hey, Python, uh, this is Jeremy um, with the I'm World War Expo. We want what? to present to you a global slugger baseball bat with. Uh, oh. wow. With your, with your name on it. Uh well, I cannot remember exactly what Little Slugger their their slogan is for their baseball bats, but it's kind of like power powerized hits or something like that. But you have really powerful designs in pinball, and so this is our small token of our appreciation to you. Um, we'll get this shipped over to you as soon as we can.
5: I wish I had it at Williams and some of our meetings. <laughs>
4: I'm sure we would have done well with it. Yeah. We also have one for uh, for John too. Oh. hey, we can we can have a a duel. Yeah, and uh, just don't just don't give it to your friend animal. Very good.
5: (laughs) You are right, man. That is the nicest gift I got for the last three years from a people show, and I got a lot of gifts, but this is. This stops everything. This is of my personality. You know? This go on the wall for sure, and not in the wall, yeah. on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. It's uh, it's also a designer, but that's necessary in a company that does not respect its desires. No, that was pretty cool. I didn't, didn't expect that. <laughs> By the way, you got a chance. Use it in your new job and use it well. Okay. I'm working on it.
4: You know how many obstacles are always in the way. I know, I know. So we just do the best we can. The BOM, the BOM, the BOM, the BOM. It's always the BOM. The BOM. Some BOM. That's it. Not the BM, the BOM. BOM. i with the BOM.
5: Or that too. <laughs> the bio of the CFO, uh, and the bio of the CO, okay. and the B O and the of
4: You want to close it with anything? You got something, uh, your last uh, yeah. thoughts here
5: yeah. on the show? Yeah, I would like to uh, uh, tell people one thing to clarify, uh, that my storylines, are genuine, sincere, and authentic. I, I...
2: like... <laughs> uh,
5: George, George is not here, but he's one of the young people that I'm, you know, schooling for the future. You guys have to, uh, you, John, and Gomez, and all the good guys have to Bring up a new generation. Hire young, crazy people like we were. Okay, don't let the administration, uh, you know, stay in your way. Get these kids in. That's where the future of people is. It's not in us. No, no. The future of people is not in us. We had our time. The future of the cemeteries. <laughs> no, it, not,
4: well, had, I, not to say we can't deliver a good piece of game here, there, Well, but, I
5: leave this. I leave this with, as my last wish to you guys, and also have authentic stories, Hollywood superheroes done by Marvel or uh, manga or manga in Japan or some guy in Russia, whatever. Those. By the time you guys get the license, they've been on paper cups and paper plates for six-year-olds, Happy Meals, they they are the worst, the worst licenses and they take people down and kill them. If you get a license, get something like Popeye or like a classic, you know, a Charlie Chaplin, just a, a real classic. Uh, and uh, I would stay away from this Happy Meal stuff if I was a designer. So those are my advices in, closes, in closing. Uh, uh, and also avoid pornography, vulgar sexuality, and violence, <laughs> And because, cursing. No, cursing. Uh. Cursing is okay. Cursing is okay. But, <laughs> but that's us say... Uh, a hypocrisy thing. They don't curse, but they have Gorgard with a naked woman, the devil, or they have, uh, you know, real vulgar. I mean, tell me one game where I had Sex Sex don't know the Maples, the Maples. Yeah, be there's a yeah. lot of them that way. Show me, yeah, show me a game where you actually saw people decapitated. I made fun of them. Big guns. Okay, I did have violent games, but they are like selling in that life. Spoofs, you know, and, and they were uh, uh, lampooning water violence. So, you know, tell them to lampoonize and to uh, mad magazineize and entertain the people and stay away from this shit, this will certainly try. We'll certainly try. I know, I know you are. You, I know you are. So, the rest, it's,
4: it's good right, to talk to you, my friend.
5: It's good to talk to you and see you. And I have to tell you, uh, not to embarrass John in front of you guys, but John has been like a, a soul brother to me. And uh, he's been uh, besides Joe JoJo's, and uh, uh, I'd say Time Smart Richie a pleasure to work with, uh, an inspiration. And John is one of those guys that uh, put up with my madness while teaching me a lot of his madness. Uh, Because this guy, don't let his teddy bear face for you. He's got a big ass and big belly like mine, but also he's got a crazy mind and a golden heart like mine. And it works. works I'm I'm certain about the mind,
4: okay? (laughs) <laughs> I love you, man.
5: I love you, my coach.
4: Okay, thank
5: you. Hi, Python. Hi,
4: Philippe. <laughs> <laughs>
5: That's Catman.
4: Yes, she is.
5: <laughs> they should know if they want to see Let's flip up and flip
4: across? <laughs> 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 I'll talk to you later.
5: Later, Chad. Okay. Thank you for coming, boy, everybody.
4: Thanks for being on. Thanks. Okay,
5: bye-bye. Take care. Take care, Chad. You too. As As you should have later, believe me. Love you. Okay.
4: Love totally you too.
5: Take care, guys. I love you all. Thanks. Hey, hello. <laughs> Say goodbye. <laughs> hey, bye Goodbye. Can, 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 can I have a moment for my hair? Oh. Can I have a Whoa, this is a nice
0: one.
4: Oh, that was fun. He's still in pretty good spirit. Glad to see you. I saw him about three or four weeks ago, and it's pretty much the way it was, and I've had friends go quickly from cancer, so you just take one day at a time, nothing else to do. I want to thank you guys for uh, hanging around, asking questions, listening to me around. I really enjoy talking to everybody. I'd be available if you want to talk to me, just pull me aside generally. And I'd be glad to. I've got other. Uh, I'll use the bed if you don't. I've got some uh, brochures. I have a few black roses left if anybody wants one. And I have some postcards from Mustang, which is the only thing that came into the office before I, I got uh, my trip down here. Next week I would have had flyers for you, but not this week. Thanks a lot. Guys.
0: Congratulations! you made it to the end of another episode of the broken token podcast i promise they'll do better next time maybe next episode they'll actually listen to me for a change just go easy on the guys they don't have a lot to work with but i know their moms would be so proud we want to hear your feedback comments rants raves and otherwise both good and bad Drop us a line via email at podcast at com. You can also call us at four seven zero two call bt That's 470-222-5528. And leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you, and we might play your message on air in the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Broken Token, and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Broken Token Blog. Britt and Whitney are always posting content between the official episodes, and it's a great way to stay involved with the show between the shows. You can find our podcast on the iTunes Store and on Stitcher Radio. Just search for Broken Token and subscribe to the show. Like what you hear? Please consider leaving us a review on the iTunes Store and on our Stitcher Radio page, as the reviews help out the show. Please visit our website at Brokentoken.com for articles, reviews, restoration logs, direct show downloads, and expanded show notes for this and every episode. Once again, thanks for listening.
2: The Broken Token staff would like to extend a special thank you to the real vocal talent of the show, Christy Litzy.
0: And that's me. Cha-ching!
2: Music for the Broken Token podcast provided by Kentucky native bluegrass musician Gary Brewer. Please visit brewgrass.com. That's B-R-E-W-G-R-A-S-S dot com. For the latest information, show dates, and to purchase music.
3: Hello, Python. How are you, sir? Python? This is everybody. There's a whole room full of people here. You're such a nice guy. But I realized what what, what it was, you know. It's yeah. It was just you... Being you. It's good to talk to you, my friend. I love you, man.